0: Well good morning. Good, morning. good morning, very warm welcome to our service of worship on this third Sunday in Advent and uh, as we come to worship God may you know God's loving presence with you. This uh, is also our gift service today and we're receiving gifts for the Preschool Trust. Our call to worship comes from Ephesians chapter 1 verses 3 and 4. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. And so let's worship God as we sing together our first hymn today, While Shepherds Watch Their Flocks by Night. Mission Praise number 764. Let's come to God in prayer. Let's pray together. Lord God, our loving Heavenly Father, you are the everlasting God and we come before you this day to bring our thanks and praise. We think especially of your great gift in giving us your Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, from the glory of heaven to enter our world, to be our Redeemer our Savior, our Lord, and our friend. And we give you thanks that you have come to us in our need, our need for forgiveness, for freedom, and for your friendship, and that you have responded to that need in sending Jesus into our world. Loving Lord Jesus, we Wonder and marvel at how you, the Lord of Lords and King of Kings, would enter into our world as a baby, born to become our Saviour. Help us to respond to you this day and your grace and mercy and love that's offered to us. Gracious God, forgive us for all our sins and failings, for the ways that we have not lived as your faithful servants, and for the times that we have forgotten that we have a Heavenly Father who is able to give us more than we can ask or imagine. Cleanse us and renew us by your most Holy Spirit and help us to be your lights, reflecting your love through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. continue in our journey towards Christmas. We're thinking about lights and darkness in the Christmas story. And I wonder, uh, can anyone think where light appears in the Christmas story or lights? Can you think of any, any occasions where light comes into the Christmas story? I'll give you a moment to think about it and then I'll, I'll answer if you don't. <laughs> star, yes, yes, a star. Uh, that was one, one occasion. Anything else you can think of? Angels. yes. Yes, uh, th- and those are a couple of the, the main things that we think about in the Christmas story where light is, comes into the story. And um, if we could have the first slide. So, th- so um, we have this occasion where the shepherds were looking after their flocks and it was night, it was dark, there was darkness in th- around them. But then all of a sudden the angel of the lord came and spoke to them and told them that jesus was coming to be um, born in bethlehem and that he was uh, going to be the savior of the world and um, that was an amazing time and the glory of of god it says shone around and then there was a whole choir of angels started praising god in the heavens and the um, the shepherds got to witness that and then of course later in the story um, we have this the light of the star which the um, the wise men the, the the magi from the east um, saw, and they knew that that meant that there was a king being born, and they followed the star all the way to um, come to eventually come to Bethlehem, where Jesus had been born, and they worshipped him and they gave him uh, gifts and uh, uh, that was uh, an amazing amazing time, so light coming into Uh, the christmas story but sometimes we um we we also have another part of the bible in in the beginning of john's gospel it talks about jesus being the light of the world now sometimes we think what's the biggest light there is and well for us it's it's probably the sun um but actually it talks about jesus coming as the light of the world and i wonder what that means well uh, if you've ever tried walking in a in a dark room um, and uh, you're trying to find something, you know that it's quite difficult, or perhaps you bump into things and hurt your knee or your arm or something because you can't see where you're going. Well, the Bible says it's a bit like that when we've not got God's light in our lives, that we can stumble around and uh, we can get hurt. We can hurt other people and and the Bible calls that sin, that kind of darkness, sin. And Jesus comes to deal with that darkness so that we can know God's light, to know the right way to go, to guide us, and to help us to be able to to love one another as well. And that's why Jesus is the light of the world, not just a light, but the light of the world. And so we can give thanks to God for his light for us through Jesus. This week, um, we light the third candle on the Advent crown, and this is the candle of joy. And at the time of Jesus' birth, an angel of the Lord said to the shepherds, do not be afraid, I bring you good news that will cause great joy to all the people. Today in the town of David, a saviour has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. So let's uh, pray now and ask God to fill us with his joy, and we're also going to dedicate the the gifts that we have brought for um, the priesthood trust and those who will receive them. Let's pray. Dear God, as the coming of Jesus our Saviour draws near, fill us with the joy of your Holy Spirit and help us to share the joy of knowing Jesus with others, for Jesus is our joy. And we pray too as we dedicate the gifts that have been brought uh, today and in the past few weeks, uh, we pray that you would bless all the children and young people who receive these Christmas gifts with your joy this Christmas and with your hope for them and for their families in the coming year. We ask also that you would bless the continuing work of the precious Trust as they seek to share the love of Christ, Jesus our Lord. We pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. We're going to continue to worship God as we sing Now, love came down at Christmas. Mission praise number four. 5, 1. Uh, bring our prayers for others to God now as we uh, come and still our hearts, and perhaps if you've got anyone that you want to remember, you can do that during this time as well. Gracious and everlasting God, our Heavenly Father, we pray for all those that we know in need at this time, whether near or far. We pray that they may know your presence and your peace, the peace that passes all human understanding. We pray for those that we name now silently in our hearts. Bring healing to the sick, in body, mind or spirit. Bring comfort to the grieving, and strength to those for whom this is a difficult time of year because of memories of the past and of loved ones. We pray especially for those who are vulnerable, for the homeless and those who have little. We ask that you would help all those who work to help them, including the precious Trust, Glasgow City Mission, the Lodging House Mission and other groups. We remember before you, sovereign Lord, our country and nation. We pray that out of the riches of your wisdom, you would give to all who govern us wisdom and discernment in all the decisions that are facing them at present, which affect so many people. We pray for unity and love to be displayed among all people in our land. We remember our world and the many places that need to find peace and hope. May your kingdom of love and light break forth in the darkness, we pray. Father God, we thank you that through faith in Christ, you have brought us into your family. We thank you for all that means and for the promise that we have in Christ of forgiveness and life eternal. May the church that bears your name shine brightly with the love of Christ, seeking the lost and the lonely, the oppressed and the downtrodden, with the good news of Jesus in word and deed. Renew us by your Spirit, who gives us life and joy in your presence. Thank you for all those who have helped to light our way in the journey of faith. Grant that together with all your saints, we may walk in your paths of peace throughout our lives, reflecting the light of Christ, drawing others to you. Grant that resting in Christ, our Savior, and enabled by your Holy Spirit, we may be faithful until we rejoice in glory with all your people of all times and places at that great banquet feast of our Lord Jesus who is worthy of all praise and glory forever. Amen. Let's continue to worship as we sing our next hymn, Angels from the Realms of Glory, Mission Praise number 35.
1: our readings this morning are from the book of isaiah chapter 9 verses 1 2 and 6 7 and later on from the gospel of john chapter 1 verses 1 through 14. isaiah chapter 9 nevertheless there will be no more gloom for those who were in distress in the past he humbled the land of zebulun and the land of naphtali but in the future He will honour Galilee of the nations, by the way of the sea, beyond the Jordan. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. full of grace and truth. We move on to worship with our next song, Mission Praise 1086, Light of the World. There is this Christian radio channel. I'm not sure if you've heard it or that I put it on while driving in the car. It's called Revival FM. And uh, the host, he spoke about this thing that have you ever thought about it that Jesus is God and because he is God he decided and he planned how he will be born where he will be born in what circumstances he will be born and what kind of death he will take on so God kept himself and stepped down into history and this song says that I'll never know how much it cost to take my sin upon that cross. So just for a moment, try and think that God has decided the way of his birth in a manger among animals or or not in the best place like a palace being the king of the world. So here I am to worship that God who gave up all for me and for you. So we are honoring not only his birth, but his life, his death and resurrection. So here I am to worship, and here we all are to worship. It's a very popular song. If you do not know, we'll just repeat it again for you.
2: Light of the world, you step down into darkness. Oh. Worship. Here you. I am to bow down. Here I am to say that you're my God. You're all together lovely, all together worthy,
1: all together
2: wonderful
1: to me. We'll sing light of the world again.
2: Light
1: of the world, you step down. of all this.
0: Let's pray as we come to God's word. Lord God, it is hard for us to grasp the enormity of what you have done for us coming to earth through your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. We marvel at the humility that you have shown um, coming to such a humble beginning and uh, going through all that uh, we go through in our lives that you Lord Jesus are the suffering servant who fulfilled your father's will to be our savior to die on a cross for our sins and to rise victorious that we might live forever so we ask that as we, as we think about your word today, as we consider this part of your um, message to us, we ask, Lord, that you, by your spirit, would bring your light into our hearts, into our minds, that we may understand all that you want to say to us and be encouraged in our faith to know that we can know you as the light of the world, We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, you might have spotted from our Bible readings today the mention of light coming into darkness. And today we're going to be considering how God's light through Jesus breaks into the darkness of our lives, our world, and gives us a new and living way. Well, to many of us, these are familiar passages from the Bible, which we regularly read and reflect on during the season of Advent or Christmas, but the importance of God's light coming into our lives is something which um, we—it benefits us to look at again and again because God always has more for us, more for us to discover about the wonder of his gift for us through Jesus more to discover about what it means that he is the light of the world for us. But before we look further into these Bible verses, let's dial back a bit in the Bible. Let's uh, go right back to the beginning to see the importance of light in the whole created order. For what was the first command that God gave that's recorded in Scripture? It was, let there be light. As we read the opening five verses of Genesis chapter 1, verse 3 contains this first recorded command in the creation story. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And God said, Let there be light. And there was light. God saw that the light was good, and he separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And there was evening, and there was morning, the first day. I was recently reminded about the importance of light in our universe, and indeed for all life on earth. When I was watching a science documentary on television, it was dealing with the subject of quantum physics, which... I know that might sound quite boring, but uh, it's actually quite a fascinating subject. And even the greatest scientific minds in history, and those today, are still struggling to understand everything, that how everything holds together at this subatomic level. But one fact that was mentioned, which caught my attention, was just how important light is to life on Earth. Unless we have the light of the sun shining on us, and in particular causing plants to be able to harness its energy and turn it into plant growth, life would not be possible on earth. Light really does give life in our natural world to plants and to everything else. So why should we be surprised that Jesus... The Son of God is described as the light of all mankind, who gives light to everyone. If in the natural world, light is so fundamental to life that we can't do without it, and in the account of the creation, it's God's first act to create light, why should we not think that light would be part of God's plan to rescue mankind from the darkness of sin, of death, and the powers of evil? Light gives life. Jesus, the light of the world, gives light to everyone so that God can give eternal life to those who are lost and stumbling in the deep darkness of sin through Jesus, his eternal Son. The opening verses of John's Gospel, chapter 1, describe this life-giving quality of Jesus as the light of the world come to overcome darkness for us. It says that Jesus, who is also the word through whom God spoke everything into being, including light, comes as our saviour to bring God's light and God's life to us. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. Jesus also described himself as the light of the world, who'd come to bring life. He said in John chapter 8 verse 12, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. We were thinking earlier, I'm sure we've all walked in darkness and know that it's not easy to find your way in the dark. And for people who have a fear of the dark, having to walk in the dark would be doubly challenging. But the darkness that's being described here isn't of course referring to the darkness of the night. It's the darkness of our souls and our lives. The darkness of sin and suffering in our world, the darkness of mind and body and spirit that weighs people down and causes so much distress and despair. It's all that takes away from the fullness of life that God intends for us. And the words that we read in Isaiah chapter 9, paint a vivid vivid picture of how God will break through into people's darkness. They look forward prophetically to the coming of God's Son. It says in verses 1 and 2, nevertheless, there will be no more gloom for those who were in distress. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. And then in verses 6 and 7, we have this description of Jesus, God's son. He's described as mighty God, wonderful counselor, everlasting father, prince of peace. The greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. And his throne will be an everlasting kingdom. He'll uphold justice and righteousness from that time on. And the Lord Almighty would accomplish this. And Isaiah also speaks about how God will shatter the burdens that have weighed people down and remove the oppression they've been suffering through the one he was sending to be their Savior. I wonder what burdens we carry today that God wants to lift off us. Jesus came to lift the burdens, to give us his rest. And he is then God's light for us, who has come to shine into our darkness, into the darkness of the world, to bring life. But how does he do that? Well, he comes, first of all, to lift the burden of sin from us that weighs us down and leaves us in darkness, By dying on the cross, Jesus took the sins of the world on his shoulders and carried them to the grave where he died. But because he himself had no sin, death could not hold him. And so God raised him from the grave, victorious over sin and death. And also in dying for our sins, Jesus overcame the powers of darkness and broke the power of the devil who tries to destroy our lives. It says in Isaiah 9, verse 4, You have shattered the yoke that burdens them, the bar across their shoulders, the rod of the oppressor. I'm sure we've all seen either personally or heard about how people's lives can be destroyed by all manner of darkness in our world. Well, part of Jesus coming as the light of the world includes overcoming the devil's work so that we can have life in fullness. And that's why in John 10.10, Jesus says, The thief, meaning the devil, comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. And the Apostle, Paul, uh, Apostle John sorry, wrote later in his first letter, chapter 3, verse 8, that the reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the devil's work. We're not supposed to live our lives walking in darkness. God created us to be with him walking in the light. To be in the light of his presence and find fullness of life. So it says the people walking in darkness have seen a great light. Well now Jesus the true light that gives light to everyone has come. And he says to us whoever follows me will never walk in darkness but will have the light of life and this life this light jesus promises is the gift of his presence with us always by his holy spirit we have the most wonderful counselor and guide who leads us in god's light who helps us to grasp the truth of god's word And the depth of God's love for us. As it says in Romans 5.5. God's love has been poured out into our hearts through his spirit. Which has been given to us. God's light. The light of life. Which Jesus promises to all who follow him. Shines into our hearts and minds. And shows us how loved we are. How precious we are to God. It breaks through into even the darkest places of our souls and reveals God's life giving presence with us. Whatever darkness there is in our world and whatever darkness there may be around us or in our own hearts or minds, Jesus, the light of the world, wants to shine his light to save us, to give us life and truth and to set us free from injustice and oppression. Our Lord invites us to open the door of our hearts to him so that he may come and give us the light that we need and to be lights for others so that they too might find everlasting life in him. So the invitation is there for us when we come to God trusting that he's done everything necessary to give us his life through Jesus the light of the world we can be sure that he will answer us as it says in John chapter 1 verse 12 yet to all who did receive him to those who believed in his name he gave the right to become children of God Amen. Let's pray together. Almighty God, we thank you that you are the God who knows us and loves us completely. We thank you that you are the God who gives us life and wants us to have life in abundance. Lord, we bring before you the darkness of our world, the Perhaps a darkness in our own lives where we are struggling. Where we are not sure of the way ahead. And we ask Lord that you would shine your light. We pray for your light to penetrate into the deepest darkness of our world. We thank you for the places where and the people who have experienced that light. That life changing light. We thank you for the ways that you have brought your light to us. We ask, Lord, for more of your light to show us the way ahead in our own lives, that we may know your direction, that we may know your peace, that we may know the truth of your everlasting love for us. So we ask, Lord, that you would help us to walk in the light with you this day, this week, and in the coming days that we return to your light day by day and receive the life of our Lord Jesus we thank you for all that you give us we thank you for your generous provision for all our daily needs for your gift of forgiveness of life everlasting and every spiritual blessing we receive from the riches of Christ Jesus, our Lord. So as we worship you this day, we ask that you would bless and multiply the gifts that we bring for the work of your kingdom as we also present ourselves to live for you and for your glory. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. We close our service of worship with we... Um, sing together our closing hymn, Mission Praise number 345, It Came Upon the Midnight Clear. (laughs) Look forward with hope to the coming of our Saviour. Prepare the way for Christ your Lord. Welcome him with love and faith when he comes in glory. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be with you this day and remain with you always. Amen.